but I think the main things is at the end of the day, volleyball is volleyball. It's in the same nine by nine court, and the rules are the same. So we. Uh, <laughs> is that on the back of your shirt? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's on the back of your shirt. Dude, dude, <laughs> a little free shout out for you. Um, and it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the net. You need to still execute to the best of your ability if you want a chance to win. That's right, Brett Walsh, and this is the 9 by 9 the 81 square meters of the best volleyball content on the internet. My name is Everett DeLorme, live from Chicago. I'm not Chicago. He's Sorry, in Chicago. Live, live from Toronto. Uh, that is Mr. Rob St. Clair, live from Chi-Town, Chicago. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a new number one team in the world on the women's side. Congratulations to Turkey for not only grabbing that number one spot in the world, but also for winning their first ever major competition. Um, we are seeing one of the teams come into their own right before our eyes. This they had a massive VNL weekend with the VNL finals, taking down or United States of America in these semifinals, and then walking through China in the finals. Rob, uh, first and foremost, how are you feeling after the past weekend's Vienna finals? Well, we'll we'll get into my thoughts about the USA in a minute and the thoughts about overall. Let's just start overall first. And the hosting experience in Texas, which I actually thought was kind of good. But uh, the, the easiest way to summarize this is that Turkey was by far the best team there. By yes. far the best team there. I think that it was they. The, the, c- huge congratulations, first of all, uh, to the Turkish women's team. They're they were by far the best team in the final. Uh, they c- you could have argued they were the best team throughout the tournament. They were one of those top teams in the world that took the tournament the most seriously from the get go. They have been knocking on the door for a very long time. Uh, somebody in the Discord was saying uh, it might have been our friend Berkai was saying that this is not not just the Turkish women's team's first title. This is the country of Turkey's first major team sports title in any sport, which is whoa, incredible. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Really? That, that's that's what I was hearing, and that's what I was hearing in the Discord. If we got some Turkish people watching, which I'm sure we do, uh, let us know if, if that is the case, that this is the first Turkish team sport title in that any sport. Isn't that, that crazy? That makes sense. Because men's volleyball, no. No. Soccer, no. No, they're not. They're not relevant. Not basketball, like not, not like, bas- basketball. Might be the only one that I could think of, given like how good some of those clubs are in European basketball. But you know, with guys like Ido Turkoglu, that's well, that's the really, really the only only Turkish basketball player I can think of. But, anyway, that yeah. uh, congratulations to Turkey. They, they were tremendous. They, I mean, they they've been knocking on the door for a long time. Then over the off season, they made two absolutely vital moves the first was to get the best coach on the planet and daniele santorelli the Ooh. second was to have melissa vargas become eligible to play for the turkish national team sure enough uh, we we both saw this coming from a mile away that she was going to be the most important player in the entire tournament not just for turkey sure enough she wins the mvp congratulations to them i mean they they played the best volleyball in the final they absolutely mopped the floor with the italian b team in the quarters, they beat the United States three to one, and it probably should have been three zero in the semis. And then they made the the final against China look relatively easy. So they were the yeah. best team, and congratulations to Turkey. Yeah, there's the, you're absolutely right. They did two huge things that made a massive change to that to that team. We can talk all in all, like on and on about how good Melissa Vargas was because she was absolutely phenomenal. Best player uh, but in the tournament to- by far. Best best player in the tournament, and right now I know it's been a bit of a uh, 
just a whirlwind with this, but probably the best player in the world on the women's side. Definitely the best possibly. offensive, best of best, definitely the best offensive player, especially right now. But Daniele Santarelli has to be hands down the best coach in volleyball. I don't even think it's women, close. Women, men, it doesn't matter. Daniele Santarelli is the best coach. Like he just wins everywhere he goes. The way he had that team playing. Like and and I think one of the people that we really need to there's 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 a few things that I really want to talk about uh, Turkey and you, and you touched on the the two biggest ones, the third one is the buy-in from Ebra Karakurt, the way she was playing on the left side, the way she was passing the ball, the way she was swinging on balls, like that is a massive difference. We've talked for so long about how weak Turkey was on the left side. Moving her over there was a massive difference, and they worked through it throughout the group stage. Her passing was a little bit iffy, but in gut check time, she showed up. She showed up to play. She was serving aces. She was making digs. She was passing balls. She was hitting balls at a system. We even saw her pull a few down the line as well. We know she loves to go cross court, but she was able to pull a few down the line as well. She was absolutely fantastic. And the last piece of the puzzle, no, there's there's two more pieces of the puzzle. First first and foremost, the middle blockers. Oh, and yes. Zaragunesh and Erdem were fantastic Turkey has the best serve block game in the world, bar none. I think they had eight aces in the, in the finals, 14 blocks. They were serving teams off the court, and then they have the best blocking team to come up. And when you look at you have Vargas and you have um, the character on the left side, you have two of the best middles in the world there. But the thing that really ties it all together was Elise Shaheen to me. Shaheen was able to run this offense to understand this team. She helps out blocking wise. Like this is a 180 of the Turkish team we saw last year, right? Completely different. You have the majority of the same players out there, but just a completely different mentality. And there's so many different reasons for that. This, this to me, isn't, isn't, just a, a first championship for, for Turkey, I think it's truly a coming out party. This is a team that has established themselves and been waiting to establish themselves on the world as one of the elite teams. And they've truly just been on the doorstep. This is them taking a step inside and doing it in dominant fashion. They were hands down the best team throughout this, this VNL finals. I wouldn't say they were the best team through the entirety of VNL. However, when it when it mattered, they got the job done, and they got the job done well. And to me, this is a statement to the rest of the teams in the world that Turkey is here, and Turkey is here to stay. It absolutely is. Since I, what I really like about the way that Santarelli managed this team is that he was completely unbridled by any of the the recent club history, any of the politics, any of the garbage that like the, the recent history uh, under Gadetti and all those some of those bad vibes and just all of the, any of that. There was there was there was no no bad blood anywhere. There was so much buy-in, like you said, Karakurt embracing her new role. But like only Santarelli would even be willing to bench John Suo's by for Elif Shaheen and to even consider making that move given given the history of Turkish volleyball the last couple of years. He didn't care. He he didn't care about anything about except that who the best choice was. And Elif Shaheen absolutely was the best choice to starting setter. She had an outstanding no tournament. Gotta no shout doubt. out Daria Jebigiolu. Amazing to be the fourth outside on Vakif Bank and start in the VNL final when the second outside on Vakif Bank, Karabayama, didn't even crack the American roster for the VNL final, which is That's crazy. That's something I want to talk about later for sure. Uh, it's about those American women. 
certainly will be. And Santarelli bringing three liberos, which I, I don't think I've ever seen before. He brings three liberos. Oh. He, he dresses Aicha Aikach in the regular jersey and uses her as an occasional backcourt sub for Karakurt, and it works perfectly. Love that move. And Gizem Orge being the best libero in the tournament, I think, very, very clearly, that it was... Uh, just a, a, a masterclass from Daniele Santarelli in moving the pieces around, but getting that team to buy in, getting that team to buy in, to embrace the roles that he had for them is not easy, especially where this Turkish team has come from. And now they are over the hump. They have made a statement. They are absolutely a team to be contended with. They have elevated themselves into that contender tier for every tournament in the foreseeable future. Now with those two big additions, Santarelli and Vargas, and the way that they've clearly shown that they can handle the pressure and the the adjustments that need to be made and the various matchups that there are in the world and it's uh there is a new there's a new contender in international women's volleyball absolutely i think they've always been a contender but i think they're they're metal like they're a perennial metal favorites now until until something changes they're up there with the usa with everyone else and being like, oh yeah get could win any tournament sure um, just, just going back into that buy-in how how stoked he was getting on the sides with Karakurt. Like, there was one, especially in the first set against the USA, where Karakurt rip, ripped one down the line, a little bit out of system. And that, to me, like how she turned around and immediately, like, like, like high-five um, Santorelli, that, to me, smells like hours and hours in the gym working on that exact situation, on that exact shot. Because we know Karakurt can, can go cross, as I said before. Her ability to go down the line was huge. And just, you can tell that the vibe on the team is way different than Guidetti, within with Guidetti a year ago, right? Night with and day. I, I think it, it's very much of being like, uh, I think with, with Guidetti, he wanted to play the right, like play volleyball the right way. Whereas with Santorelli, it's very much playing volleyball their Turkish way and the way this team needs to play. And right. that, was, that, that was a huge difference to see. But, you know, to me, the semifinal was the final, right? Like, I there, agree there was, with that. There was, there was much, much more. They were much more elated beating the U.S. on home soil the way they dominated, the way they did. And you're absolutely right. I mean, this, if in my eyes, if it wasn't for uh, Dana Retke coming in, in in that third set, it probably, you know, it, it would have been three, nothing. Um, but they were, were so much more elated after having beat um, the U S on home soil uh, than having to beat China. Uh, who was like, I mean, let's be honest. China was a bit of a surprise team to make it all the way to the finals. Uh, neither of us predicted China beating Brazil. No one could have predicted them beating Poland as well, especially the way Poland's tournament tournament went. But all in all, uh, I think full marks need to go to Santorelli and the rest of this Turkey team because this was a phenomenal, a phenomenal finals weekend for them. Absolutely. Yeah, very, very well deserved. Uh, I'm very curious to see how the next couple major tournaments go. I mean, you would think now Turkey would be a shoe in to qualify for the Olympics, if not from the Olympic qual tournaments, but for like by world ranking alone, they'll get in. They'll be one of the favorites for Eurovolley. But I think before we move on from Turkey, you've got to remember both Italy and Serbia punted this tournament. <laughs> We didn't Did see Serbia, though. Sure, yeah, we, we didn't see Tiana Boscovic until week three. Their uh, their crew that got third last year without Boscovic did not play well. It took Gudetti a while to figure it out. They missed the playoffs. 
Italy played the B team the entire time. Those are Turkey's yeah. two, and then and then Poland, um, who walked away with bronze, which was an amazing accomplishment for them, the first challenger team ever to medal at VNL. Poland still is missing the best setter in the world, their second opposite, uh, their best ball control outside hitter, and maybe a starting middle love blocker. It. So like I love a, it. So so the Euro volley it's going to be ridiculous it is it is going to be nuts i mean rob as as this as we were getting ready for the show here as, as we're loading up i now said that i think that there's legitimately seven contenders in the in women's volleyball right when you're looking at the the old powers of like usa serve uh, yeah, great we got we have the uh um the finals there when we're, we're looking at the old powers of like the usa's the Serbia's, the brazil's china turkey Poland, um, Italy, of course. Like, there's so much quality on the women's the women's side, and I absolutely love it. Uh, here, looking at the bracket, uh, pretty much I expect, except for China taking down Brazil there in the quarterfinals. We were worried about Brazil coming into this one, right? We really were. We talked about it on last week's show about how they, it seemed that they lacked a little bit of depth, especially without Anna Cristina. There's only so much Abby can do, and. I don't know where else that they can find that depth. I don't know where else that they can they can find that quality. China looked absolutely fantastic. One of the most efficient teams in the, in this tournament, Li Yingying, was lights out. Yeah, she was excellent. Uh, absolutely lights out. Um, and then Rob, is this is this the time now that we want to talk about your United States of America? It is about then. Uh... I, I, want, I want to hear your initial thoughts on on everything because everything was going well until those that quarterfinals and once again we see a usa team who dominates throughout the group stage crumble and not even finish on the podium yeah it's funny we were talking about in the discord that now it's now three vnls in the row where the host of the final has failed to medal and last year turkey lost the bronze medal match to serbia's b team um on the men's side, Italy lost in the, in the bronze medal match last year. They got fourth at home. Now the U.S. women got fourth at home. So you're right. Uh, the United States that were one of the best teams in the preliminary round came in with the two seed, beat Japan in four, which I didn't love that match. We we won. We we got away with it, but I didn't love that match. Uh, it, it's and and then obviously the semifinal the the three to one loss to Turkey and and like like we've already said it really should have been a three zero. Uh, Ali Franti single handedly won that third set for the U.S. and um, we had actually a kind of a miracle comeback chance in the fourth that fell short because we weren't clutch enough there late and then uh, lost the bronze medal match in overtime in the fifth. Poland. The the thing that struck me and I and I did say this. Uh, I, I said two things coming into this tournament that uh, I would like to shout out that I was right about both of them. One was that I have no idea who, who the United States starting lineup is. And still I still don't. don't know. No, still don't know. The other thing is that we need an outside hitter who can both pass the ball and can terminate. The, 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 the theme of this VNL finals for me is a staggering level of inconsistency. The lack of consistency shown by that American team through three matches is insane. We had no idea who was going to start, who was going to play well, who was going to play like garbage, who who were the right choices even going to be. Like I can't fault Karch for his starting lineup choices because he has no clue who's going to perform on a given day. 
all four outside hitters, Kelsey Robinson, Kalia Lanier, Avery Skinner, Allie Franti, all of them had good games. Then all of them had terrible games. Um, Micah Hancock was the starting setter through the entire tournament. Lauren Carlini was a little banged up, but we saw Carlini in the, in the bronze medal game come in and play decently well. We absolutely should have seen her in the bronze medal game. Annie Drews, not a good final tournament at all incredibly inefficient, made a bunch of errors, but Jordan Thompson and Lindemann to action wasn't very good either. Even Justine Wong-Arantes wasn't very good. That was supposed to be like the the one rock-solid, consistent piece of the lineup at Libero, and she wasn't good at all in the bronze medal game. Morgan Hentz came in and was way better. And then in the middle, it was a revolving door as well. Haley Washington had bad games. Jakub Bogu was a little banged up, which was a shame. Asia O'Neill came in off the bench and might have been the best of the four. Like, the inconsistency of, of the group of the, those 14 players for the U.S. was insane. We never knew who we were going to get. And Karch was, was just beside himself trying to make changes at the right times in the middle of the matches and couldn't really figure it out. I mean, after the first set of the bronze medal match, he started six brand new players for the second set. He changed everybody except the libero. And it worked. <laughs> it, it was insane, the, the inconsistency of, of the American roster. And then the other thing is, I just don't think that team has a very high volleyball IQ. The, the, lack, the lack of situational awareness, the decision-making, the, the set choices, the attacking choices, the inability to adjust. I, I, thought, I could not believe that how, how poorly our, our attacking game was against Japan. Why ever were we tipping balls against Japan? You should never tip balls against Japan. They are unbelievable in off-speed defense, and they're going to run the ball down your throat in their, in their quick transition. Like, how do you not understand that matchup? You should take swings on every ball against Turkey. How are we continuing to let Abra Karaker beat us cross-court? How are we not adjusting that blocking line? Like, how? How do we not make these really simple, like, moderately high-level volleyball adjustments. It's, it's insane to me that the, the decision-making and the errors, the mental errors that this team was making. What were the error numbers? In, what was it, like 31 errors against Turkey in four sets? Yeah, 31 errors. That's terrible. Yeah. And then in, in the bronze medal match, it's not much better. I mean, it, it went deep into five sets, but 31 errors in four sets is downright ridiculous. It was, it was better in the bronze medal match. Eight, eight hitting errors uh, compared to 13 uh, in the bronze medal match. So they did figure that out. Serving, not so great. 11 Terrible. Uh, in, in the bronze medal match compared to 14 um, in, in, in the semifinals. Um do you, do you still have things to say? I'm, I'm going to give you your space to rant here a little bit before before I give some some of my thoughts here. No, I, I think we'll, we'll we'll get to the rest of it when we talk about the matches themselves, and we will we'll, we'll dive into the, well, the, the the two semis and the two and the two medal matches. But the, I mean, in the Turkey game, Daniele Santarelli ran circles around Coach Karch Karai coaching, ran circles yes. around him, ran yes. circles around him. wasn't even close. And I, I'm I'm trying not to panic because even like during the bronze medal match, like during the mid game interview, Karch Karai was already talking about that that was an opportunity to prepare for an exact situation in the Olympic qualifier later this year. So I do think that uh, the the women's program sites are set on bigger things. 100%. Which th- which they usually are, so I'm not going to panic because uh, I think that some decisions would have been made a little bit differently had it been a, a more significant tournament. But again, that's three tournaments in a row we have failed the medal, and we've shown serious serious weaknesses. 
that I have yet to see solutions for. For for me, there's two big things when I look at the American team. It's something that I've brought up before. First and foremost, there's no star power on this team. There's no there's no one player who's gonna step up and be like, this is my team. You know, going back to 2021 at the Olympics, you had Jordan, you you, you had Larson, right? You had the you had the governor. Like you had that one player who was able to 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 step up and be like, this is this is my team. And, and then beside her, who we exactly you had you had MBH who is the perfect Robin to anyone's Batman. We saw it with we saw it with Team USA. We saw it with Vakas Bank. Like she's she's done it time and time again, and she's that perfect player. Um, but the 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 next thing to me is that oh why why am I why am I blanking this? There's no star power and there's no leadership. Right. There's no right. leadership on this team. No one has has stepped up and been like, hey, we need to take take this team. The only one I see really being vocal at times is Haley Walsh. And as you said, she was absolutely terrible. She had no points in that semifinal and she was a starter. Um, I mean, they keep on playing that one block that Karakert cut on her where she just clamped her on that slide over and over again. And it was a great block by Karakert, terrible swing by Washington. <laughs> this team has has no leadership. And for me, I kind of have to look at Karch for this. How many different athletes have you used over the course of the past two years? How many different left sides have you used? Like, yes, for one thing, it's fantastic you're getting all of these athletes in, but it's been a revolving door. This is kind of echoing your 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 sentiments here, and it's just there's no consistency within this roster. There's no one who's willing to take the reins and be like, "Let's go. We're gonna we're gonna do this as together as a team. Or I'm gonna put this, this team on the back." I am worried about this USA team, right? And I know what was at the beginning of last year, we were talking about dynasties. I think that is out of the window completely. completely. And it's just like, hey, let's just stay relevant, right? Because they, there's so much talent in that USA system. But there's a big question to me is why isn't that top level talent being developed in the NCAA, which we all view as the best developmental league in the world? Um, there's, there's a lot of questions marks there for me, but it comes down to no star power, no leadership. And then finally, from Karch's point of view, just a revolving door of, of cast members. And I think it's really tough on the, on, on these, these USA players. I really, really do. So I, I, those are three fantastic points. And I think they all can be summarized in just the way that that team approaches things and they, they they talk about it a lot they call they say 14 strong they say like 25 or 30 strong that they, they they literally want that they they seriously their goal is to have everybody be interchangeable like that's what we saw in the bronze medal match we had a starting six and then a brand new starting six for the second set and and it was it was completely different it's 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 the opposite of i think how you how this kind of needs to be attacked you need to, you need a defined starting seven. You need a defined superstar. You need a defined captain and leader. And the other teams in the world have that. They have a superstar. They have a, a defined captain and leader. They have a defined starting seven and defined bench players and the defined like players 14 through 18 or 20 like waiting in the waiting in the wings in the gym. The US doesn't have that. They have 20, 22, 24 very good players and the past that there is absolutely no clarity on whose role is what the it's the, it's changing so much it, the, the intention is for it to be so interchangeable and i just don't think that's the right way to do it 
I just don't think that's the right way to do it because when it comes Olympic time next year, which we will qualify for, but I, I have absolutely no faith that we have a team right now, a, a seven-player unit right now that can dig deep in an Olympic playoff game and win a set. I, I don't see it. I don't see that player that wants that, not even a match. A match. <laughs> I, I, I don't see it. I don't see that player that wants the ball in those situations. I don't see that player that's going to demand the, their voice be heard in a timeout. I don't see that. And every other team in the world at least is kind of developing that. And we can, we can pinpoint the superstar or the leader or both on every other women's team in the world. And the Karch system is just so insistent on being really like everybody's equal. Everybody has a role. Everybody contributes. And it's about that point in the quad where we need to shift away from that. And if we don't start to see that come Olympic qualifier time, I, I, I really, I'm really going to have doubts on our ability to even, even sniff the podium in Paris. Yeah. I, I think, as I said earlier, I think that there's some coaches who try to coach the game the right way. And then there's other coaches who are coaching the game right now. And I think this is maybe where coaches lack of experience within the European professional coaching ranks really hurts him, right? Like Santarelli is there week in and week out amongst the best coaches and, and the best players in the world. And he knows how the game is played right now. Karch doesn't have that. Karch has the, the, the team USA uh, way of play. And that's uh, right now, that, right now it's not working. And, it's, and it's that not works relevant. for Tokyo, man. I mean, that, that's, that's the funny thing is that they, 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 they have been committed to this style for, almost seven or eight years now and it worked in tokyo but that's you but don't you have had, jordan larson anymore you don't have michelle barchakley you don't have kim hill you don't have feluka akinradawo it's not the same group you, you can't you don't play have, this yet of jordan poulter either not yet yeah so that will help i, I do think that poulter when, 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 we, when we get her back maybe for olympic quals but especially for next summer that will certainly help because um, the, there's a lot of even indecision at starting setter right now. And if you don't know who your starting setter is, how can you possibly build a team around that? That's the, the least, that's the, the most important position to know for a fact what you've got going on. And uh, not having that locked down creates some of that indecision elsewhere. Yeah, absolutely. So much. There's, there's a lot of issues right now, but mismanagement at the top for, for team, team USA has to be one of them. All right, Rob. Let's. Oh, you got one more thing to say here? Nope. Well, let's, let's keep okay. going. Let's 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 move it on. Uh, one team that we definitely need to spotlight here is Poland. You mentioned it earlier. The first challenger team to win uh, at the VNL. They got first place in the group stage. Lost to China. Surprisingly, I would say in the semifinals, but then regrouped nicely. In your mind, has Poland arrived? Maybe not to the extent that Turkey has, but has Poland established themselves on the international scene here in, here in women's volleyball? Without question, and they must be elevated to core team status. They, they have to be. They have to be moved up to core team status. They have. They have. They were brilliant. The number one seed after the preliminary round, bronze medal as a challenger team, and like I said, without four extremely important players like they're going to get the best setter in the world back for Eurovolley and for olympic qualifiers poland is absolutely here to stay i love the way that lavarini has managed this team uh, with the exception of occasionally putting in the double sub and taking stisiak off the court in weird situations which you should never do she's your best player other than that, I really like what he's built. I really like the way the outside hitter group is coming together. I love Lethal Barbie. 
Shout outs to our Please. girl. Oh, Barbie. Shout outs to yes. Corner Luke. Uh, I've been, I've been praising her for a while now. I've been saying her she's been good for a while now, and she showed up. Love it. She, she should have been great. on the Dream Team. But... Uh, and we can talk about the Dream Team in a minute. Uh, yeah, she yeah. It, she was unlucky in that the, the other two unbelievable middle blockers got, got honored above her. But, I, I mean, Poland deserved it. Poland, uh, I honestly would have felt I would have felt injustice if the USA had ended up winning that match and beating Poland for bronze because I don't think that we deserved it. I think Poland did. I, I think Poland deserved a medal more than the United States did, and I think that that justice was served at, at the very end of that fifth set yesterday. I am very impressed with Poland. Um, I think that Eurovolley is going to be unbelievable when they have everybody back. <laughs> I am so I make more excited for Eurovolley than I am for Olympic qualifiers. Oh, me too. It's like, gonna be a Euro volley, sure. Euro, and women's Eurovolley is going to be so good. There's so many teams who need to like who need to to, to prove something. Italy, Serbia, Poland, Turkey. Like it is going to be so much fun to watch, and I absolutely can't believe it. But you're right. This team is a lot of fun to watch, and this team is having success without some of their biggest like you could arguably say other than no even with brazil you could you could definitely say you could make an argument for for poland being the most shorthanded of all the teams in the finals for poland missing the 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 the, the most of their best players everyone i get i guess except for turkey was missing you know a, a few players brazil miss, was missing anna christina you guys were missing jordan polter but missing um Volage and 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 a few of those other ones is just is just massive for 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 Poland. Yeah, it's they're going to be a huge factor. They're going to be a huge factor down the road. I like this team a lot. Yeah, they're only going to get better <laughs> when Volage comes back. And uh, yeah, they're going to be a serious contender at Eurovolley again. Congratulations to Poland. The, the Polish women's team really deserves this medal. And if they enter next VNL as a challenger team again, I'm going to have a fit. I, I I think it's impossible, especially when we're talking. We're not talking about like it, this isn't Canada. We're talking about where if Canada went on a run and won in like bronze medal, I don't think the FIVB in volleyball world would turn around and be like, "Oh, um, sorry, I'm gonna just someone's like banging on my doorbell and keep pounding it, so I'm gonna run downstairs and check that out." This is all of you for the next thirty seconds. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I've just got someone banging on his door. Uh, yeah, congratulations to Poland. We'll talk about the uh, we'll talk about the medal matches in just a minute. While Everett's gone, I want to talk about China. Congratulations to China, silver medal in the 2023 VNL out of nowhere, completely out of nowhere. I mean, Everett and I both picked Brazil to beat China in the quarterfinal, and I think that 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 wasn't that crazy for us to pick that because Brazil. Brazil wasn't that good. They weren't they weren't convincing throughout the the group stage, but we both have seen it before where Brazil just turns it on when they get to the finals and we were both expecting that to happen, but China said absolutely not. China played incredibly clean volleyball in that game and then China played the match of their lives against Poland in the semifinal. They were absolutely insane. I think they hit like what 44% efficiency as a team, which is a number that I've never seen before in the women's game. That was incredible and Sure, maybe after that, like some of those offensive performances individually weren't going to be sustainable for the final up. Welcome back, Everett. I'm just talking about China, the silver medalists. Um, how like their 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 offense was was absolutely off the charts in the semis against Poland, and that probably wasn't going to be sustainable for the final. But China, especially having played basically their starting seven the entire tournament, pretty much every match, like all 15 matches that they played. 
uh, to be rewarded for that with a silver medal is a big deal. And uh, China definitely made a believer out of me in the style that they can play. Li Yingying is a superstar. No other way to say it. Yuan Jinwei is one of the best middle blockers in the world. I think she was like third in attempts for their team the entire tournament, which is amazing attacking and one of the best blockers on the planet. Um, Diao Lin Yu set a brilliant tournament, especially that semifinal. She was just amazing. And uh, China overall rock solid, really good technically, good blocking, uh, relatively good out of system attacking and relatively low errors. So all that stuff is the recipe for a good team. If they can convince Zhu Ting to come back and play for this Olympic cycle, which I have no idea the politics around that. If they can do that, uh, they are actually a contender at next Olympics. If they can't do that, I'm still not sure that they're going to be able to break through once the teams like Italy, Serbia uh, bring their full teams. Um, th when those with Egonu and like Boscovich and her prime and all that are back in the mix, uh, that, that makes it a little more difficult for China. But um, China absolutely deserved this medal, especially the way they played in the semifinals. I was very, very impressed. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely think that they deserve that their spot in the finals they did they deserve the medal medal do i think that they are like long term would i pick china to succeed over poland no i i, I don't no, think so me neither i think i think you know this, this especially this chinese chinese team and even if you do add Zhu ting i don't know how many more dimensions this team actually gets like I just, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily see them really being that much more lethal. Like, do they become a serious medal contender with her on the team? I, I don't, I don't exactly see it. Like this team and the way their style is built, like you said, it's just minimize errors and make, let the other team make the errors. Somebody in the chat, somebody in the chat does say that Ju Ting will be back for Olympic qualifiers. And I mean, that and helps. helps. And and Diao, but I mean Diao Lin Yu, who just played this all, the entire VNL, should absolutely be the starting setter, um, regardless of who else is in the mix. But ch yeah, China lacks depth at the wings for sure, and Zhu Ting helps with that tremendously. I think that would be a huge addition. But uh, I mean, even still, at that point, they would be in the same situation of having to play their starting seven every single match, and we know how difficult the um, Olympic qualifier format is. Even though I'm pretty sure um, China's hosting one of those pools. If I remember right, or maybe I that's just on, maybe that's on the men's side. I think they're hosting one thought, on the men's side. I can't I remember if they're hosting. Japan's me, hosting for both. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe China's just hosting the men, not the women. I I, I can't remember, but uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think China absolutely deserved this medal. That they, they they had an excellent tournament. They they just kind of they they kind of like walked through Brazil like Brazil was an afterthought and Brazil did not play well in that match at all but uh yeah the, the level that China played in, in the semifinal was amazing but at the same time that level that China played in the semifinal I I, I knew immediately going into the final that they had no chance to keep that up like that, that level of offense 44 percent efficiency as a team no way were they going to do that two matches in a row uh, like 24 hours later, no chance was that going to keep up. So I wasn't surprised to see Turkey handle them in the final. But yeah, congrats to China. I mean, if you medal at VNL, you deserve a whole lot of credit. No matter no matter the the external factors, uh, China deserves a lot of credit. Absolutely, and I think that they're especially a team that like you can't you can't take the the foot off the pedal. Like they're a team that you have to put the foot on their pedal even more so. If if you want to handle them, and I mean that's exactly what we saw. I'm pulling up the Olympic qualification pools now. Uh, this is never mind volleyball world and their garbage stuff. <laughs> no, Just, we'll, 
It's okay. We'll figure that out later in the summer. But I think before we talk about the the some of the actual matches, we should talk about the Dream Team, Everett. Uh, just go down the list really quick. The MVP. Sorry, real- oh, go ahead. I did. I did find it. China, Japan, and Poland will be for the the women. Brazil, China, and Japan for the men. Okay, so China does have both. Yep. All right. Cool. Uh, good for them. That that will certainly help their their Olympic qualification bid this fall. Uh, the Dream Team. Melissa Vargas was the MVP and the best opposite. That is an absolute no-brainer. Diaoling Yu from China was the best setter. Martina Wukasik from Poland and Li Yingying from China were the best outside hitters. Yuan Jinyue and Zara Gunesh were the best middle blockers. And Gizem Orge was the best libero. For the first time ever, Everett, I agree with this dream team. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but I actually agree with this dream team. I think they actually got this right. I was really curious to see what Polish player they were going to put in there because they, they couldn't possibly put Stisiak over Vargas. Yeah. They couldn't put Korneluk over Jinwe and Gunesh, in my opinion. Um, I, I mean, those two players, those three middle blockers all had amazing tournaments, but... Um, I, I do think that Martina Wukasik was Poland's best outside hitter of the three that we kind of saw regularly. So I was okay with this. Uh, I, you could have maybe put Stenzel at libero, but I thought Urger was better, um, especially in the final and, and, and in the semifinal against the U.S. So I cannot believe I'm saying this, but good job, Volleyball World. I think you, for the first <laughs> time ever, have picked a correct dream team for a tournament. Yeah, I, uh, I, I agree. I, I fully agree. I think there's... Especially with with there's a there's a few like you said with Stiziak maybe or, or them there's there's maybe a few others but overall a fantastic dream team I'd love for them to make dream team after or like a, like a like a, a first and second maybe even a third team after the group stage too uh, yeah I I think I think that would be fun get more um, teams represented yeah absolutely um, but yeah great great job there and a nice a nice little dream team um, and to be expected. Melissa Vargas is just, to be honest, I don't think we've talked enough about Melissa Vargas. No. Like it's, it's almost like it's just understood that she's the best player in the world. Some of the things that she was doing this weekend were just, just gross. It's insane. Just, just, just disgusting. The, she plays the like a dude. clothes and angles that she can hit out of system. She does play like a dude. And then we mean that she in the best like possible dude. way. And, yeah. A hundred percent. Like, don't come at me. Don't at me on this is like a dude in the best possible way and like we've talked about it women's volleyball is transitioning to this just this like 2010s like mid 2000s 2010 style of just having a big beefy bright side bang on your team and melissa's the vargas right now is the best of the bunch now i i just cannot wait until another chapter of agono versus vargas because those have we seen with with vodka bank and fenerbahce in the club season have been chef's kiss so once you get them in their national team jerseys i cannot wait for it because they're those in in, in my eyes are, are the two best ones but man she's so fun to walk and adding her to this turkish team is, is absolutely perfect oh, it's just i'm so excited like i know we just finished the nl but i'm so excited for women's volleyball in the next little bit Dude, me too. Me too. Uh, not only her attacking ability obviously is ridiculous, but from the service line. Melissa Vargas from the service line is a straight-up cheat code. Not only is she rocketing the ball, she's going sideline to sideline. 
and at relatively low errors. And I think she deserves a lot of credit for serving efficiently as, as, uh, as much as she's just pounding the ball from the service line all the time. She doesn't miss that much. She puts on a huge amount of pressure. P- the receivers are shaking in their boots when she goes back to the service line. And um, her addition to the Turkish national team has been an absolute slam dunk so far. It really seems like she's been a great culture fit, too. Like Ada Erdem in her interview yesterday after winning was, was talking about how how great Melissa Vargas' personality fits into the team as well. Everyone's embraced her. Santarelli has obviously embraced her. I mean, what's not to like about having being able to coach that player? But uh, the culture fit looks looks fantastic. She looks at home. She looks happy. She looks like she's having a great time. So congratulations to her. And now it, it is, without question, we now have four players. Every time we have to talk about who the best player in the world might be, we have to talk about four players. And that order has shuffled a lot the last 12 months, and it's going to continue to do so. But right now, I do think that Melissa Vargas is on top of the world. Yeah, without a doubt, 100%. I mean, it does benefit that she has played in Turkey for the past few seasons. And I know that she does play for China, in China for the last, the first little bit. And then she comes to play in Turkey. And that's massive. But you're right. I, like This, to me, just uh, once again comes back to the man of the hour, Mr. Daniele Sandarelli. Absolutely. Just the, you, you can tell that this... And the minute he walks into a room, he makes a team feel better about themselves. And the way that he conducts his, himself uh, with, the, with the team in his, its entirety is truly a testament to how, how good of a coach he is, but how good of a people person he is. And I think that's the biggest thing is, is right there, is that he knows volleyball. But there's volleyball is like, like volleyball's a fluid thing, and there's, like, you could be the smartest person. And like some of the best volleyball coaches I know I also think are autistic and had no people, <laughs> people like people skills whatsoever. I'm looking at you, Doug Anton, the man who finished my career. Um, that's, that's a deep cut right there, but there's so many coaches who get focused on playing the game the way they want to, as, as opposed to realizing that like, Hey, like my players, like my players drive this bus and they're the ones that need to feel good about themselves. So once again, Full credit goes to Daniele Santorelli. We've been calling him the best coach in the world for a while now, and let's just let's just amplify that even more. So, absolutely, it's it's not particularly close. I think he is the best. All right, let's talk about some of the matches. I mean, we 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 can just break break down some of the numbers. We we've already talked about most of the main storylines at this point. But let's start with the gold medal match. Turkey beats China three to one. China does steal the second set, but after that, it wasn't particularly close. Melissa Vargas was unbelievable. 26 points, 21 for 39, 44% efficiency. Um, you talked about it earlier, Everett, but eight aces, 14 blocks as a team for Turkey. Four aces, five blocks as a team for China. That is a gigantic difference, plus about 10% separated in team attack efficiency. I mean, uh, I was talking about China getting unbelievable wing efficiency in the semis against Poland. That was probably not going to be sustainable for the final. Sure enough, uh, Gong Zhangyu and Wang Yunlu combined 14 for 44, 7% efficiency as the other two wings next to Li Yingying. That is not going to get it done. And the Turkish middles were brilliant as usual. Yeah, they're 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 so good. And also Vargas was massively efficient. Was awesome. 40, 44% efficiency. Huge. Amazing. Huge. Yeah, big time. I mean, once once it got to I mean, what were the last two sets? 19 and 16. Yeah, it was not even close in the in the in the fourth. We 
it's only a matter of time. We knew that Turkey was going to win the thing. Um, Elif Shaheen, great, great, great tournament. We already talked about her. Uh, Abra Karaker, 25% perfect, 43% positive passing, and they're leading uh, passing attempt getter. That is like, like you talked about, embracing that role and executing the reception game at the level that that team needed yeah. her to do. That is very, very impressive. There was a number of times when, and like once again, we talk about the vibes on this team. Karakurt nails a pass. They dish it to Vargas. She kills it. And they immediately turn to Karakurt. Like, and they talked about it in the broadcast a few times that like the, the emotional leader on this team. Like we talked about having star power. We talked about having leadership. Like, for good and for bad. Because there's moments in that third set uh, against the USA where things started going downhill. And I thought Karakurt was going to cry. You know, like she is an emo- <laughs> she, she does she that. Is- <laughs> She is an emotional roller coaster, but she is finding ways to help her team in 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 other situations than just offensively. And I think that's to her benefit because even in this in this finals match, we saw her go seven for twenty five and have a twenty percent efficiency. Like she only hit hit twenty eight percent, and yet like she still had such an impact on this game, especially with three blocks. She got two aces as well. Um, her passing was absolutely phenomenal. Um, and I think that's that's to the testament of Daniel Tentarelli and this team, but also the work that Karakurt has, has obviously put into this because it's not made easy to make that switch from the right to the left. Right, yeah, and just a big, big step forward between the ears for Abra Karakurt and, and, and embracing that role and providing value to a team in a different way than what she's used to. It was very, very impressive. So uh, yeah. anything else about the gold medal match before we move on? No, great job by Turkey. Hundred percent. This was the 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 least, maybe the least dramatic um, VNL final we've seen in a, in a little while, just because we we kind of knew it was going to happen. Uh, the bronze medal match was very dramatic. Seventeen fifteen in the fifth, Poland beats the United States. The U.S. had two match points in the fifth, which we did not take advantage of. Um, and I will tell you right now, Everett, when Poland had their first match point chance, the instant we set the ball to Annie Drews I said no sure enough stuff straight she's, down but she's a boilermaker she's a girl like I said I and my my wife can corroborate this I screamed no and sure enough stuff straight down by lethal Barbie to lose the match um Shout outs to Lethal Barbie. By far the best nickname we have in women's volleyball right now. Shout outs to the Volleyball Source Discord for that one. Um, this uh, There aren't really that many statistics to pull out of this because it was incredibly balanced. Uh, this was very, very close. Magdalena Stisiak, 53 attempts, which is insane. Only 13% efficiency. We did a decent job against her. She did make nine unforced errors. Um, but, I mean, we talked about the USA already. Six brand new players in to start the second set. The only two players that I thought played well were Avery Skinner off the bench who was amazing and Chiaco Bogu who looked like she was playing through a, a, a bit of that knee issue that kept her out of most of the preliminary round other than that Kelsey Robinson not good at all Annie, Annie Drews not good at all Jordan Thompson off the bench not good at all um, Ali Franti negative efficiency after being amazing the day before like I, I just don't understand I just don't understand how how this team can be in so inconsistent and I feel bad for Karch having to try and figure out when to substitute people because it's a complete revolving door. It's a complete roller coaster, and I just don't get it. So, like I said, I'm honestly kind of glad that Poland won that bronze medal. I think they deserved it more than we did. Fair enough. It is interesting to see that, like, you know, often you do a match to five when all four of the sets were like 25 to in the teens, right? 
usually you see a bit of a, of a, of a closer game with like 15, 16, 19, and 18 being the set scores uh, in, in sets one through four. Um, you know what? I feel bad for Karch, but also I think this is somewhat of his doing. It absolutely it has, is. <laughs> it, it is a bit of it has been a bit of a bit of a revolving door, and you can't get comfortable in that position. Like it's it's yeah. It, it, to me, it, it's similar to like when I'm bartending and like like my boss, the owner, is just standing right over me, like making sure I'm making the drinks. It's exactly when I'm going to make errors and that's when i'm going to make mistakes and that's kind of what i feel from this team usa make a few mistakes and then just get the yank and someone else the next game so just just rough things all around they need to figure some things out yeah a lot to figure out a lot to figure out for the u.s women especially playing at home and the crowd was pretty good uh for the usa games the crowd was fantastic very good and for, uh, for the usa games the crowd was really good we have a couple people in the discord that were there they were saying uh other than the u.s the, the best fan base there was actually china they're saying the chinese fans were were incredibly in, in in volume and and in passion and said this that some of those games felt like chinese home games so good for them as well I did notice that from from watching the finals. Yeah. That when when shout out to Bianca, who's just been everywhere this summer, uh, doing doing all of the games. When she would be like, you know, cheer for Turkey, there was a decent cheer. But then she was cheer for China. It was it was very very loud. There was also a group of Chinese fans right behind the referee in the finals, who were all wearing Bucky's shirts, uh, which I really really appreciated. <laughs> <That's the Bucky's. laughs> yeah, because they were wearing the red and yellow of of their favorite country, but also supporting. Um, the the, the like the, national the most Amer- the most American institution of them all yeah uh, Bucky's for people who don't know is this absolute it's the most Texan thing ever it's this Texas gigantic Texas. gigantic gigantic basically like gas station convenience store but it's pretty much the size of a Costco you can it's, buy anything yeah. there. you can buy food there it's 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 absurd it's so American I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure if I went and got brisket at Bucky's it'd be, it'd be the best brisket of my life you know it's like, good yeah it's that, like legitimately that, good food it's not next if we go back to Austin next year, Rob, we're gonna go. We're gonna rent a car and go just go to find a Bucky's. Like <laughs> that's that 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 is that is my goal. Awesome. All right, let's talk about the semifinals. I think uh, this match here, Turkey beating the United States three to one. This was probably the match of the tournament. Um, whoever won this was probably going to be favored in the final, and sure enough, it was Turkey in four. Um, we came back. We being the U.S. came back to absolutely steal steal the third set it was really all Ali Franti she came in um, played great offensively went on a serving run there at the end we were down what 24 we were down 24 22 22 um, yeah and and won six uh, sorry won 26 24 when we won uh, four points in a row on Franti's serve and defense which was big Recky but, Recky also got two big blocks in 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 that, in that, that run stretch there after like after at like 2022 to help bring them back and i thought her energy energy was big i will say for the finals i thought or the semifinals kayla lanier was the best player on team usa consistently but she got it done all throughout the game except for in those gut check times like right at the end of that fourth set there was a chance that would have brought usa to level and they were down 24 21 once again and, and made a push where Karakut hit like an off-speed cross-court shot and it was right at Lanier and it just hit off her arm and, and she missed that dig. And that one was like, that was a dig that needed to, to be done. And then right after that, Hancock just gave her right back the ball and she made the error to give like the advantage to uh, to Poland. And it was it was tough to see because I thought she was the best American player throughout the entirety of the match. 
Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. You got to dig that ball. And I mean, in yeah. the we we made another kind of miracle comeback. It was 24-21 Turkey A in the fourth, and uh, we we came all the way back, took a 25-24 lead, but couldn't quite get it done. Um, the one thing I really didn't understand is when Jordan Thompson came off the bench, which she should have done far earlier. earlier. A- Annie Drews was dreadfully bad. 12 for 37, 3% efficiency. Jordan was- Thompson comes in off the bench, and the, you set her one ball. The only ball you set her is a big ball against match point against three blockers. That is the worst set choice ever. Like, what do you expect the girl to do in that situation for her first swing of the match? It was just, just bad. I, I do think Drews was really good in the first set. Like in, in, in the first set, maybe set and a half, like she was she was very automatic and she was the best scorer for Team USA. But then they started picking up 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 up, up on her and she just doesn't have the power nor the shot selection to be able to like once a team is keying in on her, she doesn't have that that, that ability. And I and I noticed they were running her on that the pipe a lot, especially since you had Hancock in the front row. They were running Washington on the slide, which didn't work at all either. They ran Drews on that pipe and it worked a couple of times earlier on, and then after that, Poland was just picking up on it. They absolutely smothered it. Sorry, not yeah. Poland, Turkey. Right. Uh, so, I mean, we talked about it earlier, but the, the dominating thing in this match was errors. 31 errors in four sets for the United States. That's more than seven, almost eight free points per set. 14 service errors, 13 unforced attack errors, and four other stupid errors. Like uh, there's one really dumb net violation that Annie Drews had that I really didn't like. Uh, 31 compared to 19 errors for Turkey is a big difference. Um, Turkey blocked 19 balls. That's crazy. Seven for Zara Gunesh. Like that's just an unbelievable blocking performance. Just making the United States offense look simplistic, which honestly it kind of was. Yeah, serve locked team in the world, hands down. Yep, I, I totally agree. Uh, what did they have? Two aces, nine errors for Turkey. Is actually not as many aces as I expected. Three aces, 14 errors serving for the U.S. Uh, Turkey was way better than us. They deserve to win. It probably should have been a 3-0 if we hadn't uh, stolen that miracle third set. Okay. Last but not least, uh, China beating Poland in a three dong in the semifinals. Now this this was this was stunning to the tune of forty seven. I'm sorry, I was saying forty four earlier. Forty seven percent team attack efficiency for China is is just bananas good. Uh, Wang Yun Liu sixty two percent, and Gong Zhanyu. Uh, well, no, she wasn't quite as good at twenty five percent. But when your second outside hitter who isn't really a scorer hits 62% on 11 for 16. Like you're going to win a lot of games. Li Ying was great. Yuan Jinwei was amazing. 10 for 12 with two blocks and an ace for a middle is unbelievable. And I don't really think anybody was going to beat China on that particular day. Didn't end up being sustainable. Uh, so I, I did feel bad for Poland. They kind of ran up against a buzzsaw, but uh, I don't know ever. Have you ever seen 47% efficiency as a team in the women's game? No, that that's really really high, especially for the women's team, uh, the women's game. But the stat that impresses me most is only three missed serves. Yep, for China in this match, which is unbelievable. Clean. Right? Like, how many times have we seen one player like um, Tirinianska, like Lukasik? That's that's one I can pr- pronounce. And Stiziak, they made like you had three Polish players who made three errors themselves. Right, just three players made three times the amount of the entire Chinese squad, and I think that that what it comes down. 
you're just putting the ball consistently in with that type of pressure. Um, and especially since Poland is a team that is going to make some errors, like they're not, they're not a clean team like, like Japan or, or China uh, by any stretch of the imagination. That's where you're going to do it. But having a serving performance, like you said, like that's, that's a once in a tournament type thing. That's not an everyday thing. No, no, no. Yeah, that's once a tournament you hit 47%, maybe. Like that's yeah. maybe once a quad you have that level of offense. Yeah. The, uh, every, what, what do I hate more than anything in the world in volleyball? Miss float serves. Miss float oh serves. Oh, my God. Honestly, it's annoying. I hate miss float serves. I hate miss float serves so much when, especially in the women's game, like serve the ball in the court. If none of you have good enough float serves that that are actually putting on a significant amount of pressure, serve the ball in the court. It's it's unbelievable. So good for China for not missing very many. It's so it's it's you hate them so much that when we watch games together in person, I wish I had a protective sea shield that as soon as I see someone miss a float serve, I can just press a button and it like <laughs> separates between us. So I don't have you li- listen to you bitch and moan about <laughs> float serves. Like, I that, hate miss float serves. That's, that's what I wish. Don't miss them. Just don't do it. <laughs> You're international volleyball players. Don't miss float serves. Jesus. Yeah. Fair enough. Do we need to talk about this, the quarterfinals at all? Or did those just happened way no. too long ago. Uh, I, I think I, I, the only one, the only one that I might want to touch on is China versus Brazil because Brazil that was, was bad. Brazil was bad. They're bad. Brazil was bad. And as I said at the onset, I don't know. Like we might be seeing a temporary downfall in Brazil here. Like, I really don't know how much more Gabi can carry this team because they don't have the entirety that they used to. They don't have the depth that they used to. They just don't have that undeniable skill that they used to. And I'm really worried for Brazil. Yeah, they don't really have an opposite right now. Without Ana Cristina, they don't have a second outside hitter. And their setting, their setting with Macris and Roberta was bad. And that, I think, is the most concerning part. Like, that, that there's... No reason for Macris especially to have that big of a drop off. I mean, you just won a championship with Fenerbahce. Like, what? How do you come into VNL with your home country and 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 lay an egg the entire tournament the, the way that she did? Just bad decisions and badly located balls. Like there were there were swings and misses to the middle on many many occasions in this China game. It was just bad to watch. Twenty one percent efficiency as a team for Brazil. I'm actually surprised it was even that high. I thought it might have been worse. I mean, Thaisa was really carrying them. She was 17 for 25 in the middle, 56% uh, efficient. That's Gabi. a ridiculous number of attempts. A ridiculous number. And I will remind you back when we were picking our teams and everyone's calling me, oh, why would you pick Thaisa over Carol? Why would you want to pick Thaisa over Carol? It's because of this, guys. It's because of stuff like this. Thaisa is a legend, and I will not take any more slander of it. But Gabi has not looked great since putting on this Brazilian jersey. Like, I, I don't know about maybe she just got into it, it too late, like she wasn't really around, but this is not the Gabi that we're used to seeing in the black and gold, right? This is, this is like, gr- green and yellow Gabi is way worse than black and gold Gabi. Well, it, it was this tournament. I think she is just being called upon to do too much. Uh, there's uh, too much offensive load being put on her, and I don't really think that that's fair to her, and it's not what um, it's not the right way to build a team is to have – Gabi be your primary offensive player she needs to be the second best offensive player that's when she's really at her best when she can pass nails I mean look at this 43 reception attempts 60 percent positive I, I I called her in the discord earlier the best receiver on the planet and I'll stand by that I, 
60 percent positive, thirty three percent perfect. That means in forty three attempts, one ball. She passed one one ball. Yeah, it's 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 Every, amazing. Everything else, everything else was was like, or maybe even two, but yeah, that that's um that's just absolutely unreal. But we do remember, like we did see Gabby's team to a final at the World Championships, not even a, not even a year ago, right? So we know that Gabby can do it, but there was some other helps, and we we did see some some other players step up, and we really haven't seen that that much for for Brazil throughout this DNL. I'm also going to blame the setting a little bit. Yeah, no, Chris looked really good for Fenerbahce. Has not looked good for Brazil. Not at all. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I agree with you. The, the the quarters, not much to talk about. Turkey a three donged Italy in in just effortless effortless fashion. That 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 B team never had a chance. Talked about the USA versus Japan a little bit already. Poland Germany was a decent game. Um, my my take on Germany is that their their three outside hitter thing ran out of gas. The fact that they didn't have a right side attacking presence ended up really hurting them. Yeah, that's fair. But hey. Grozier's daughter is only 16. She's on the <laughs> roster now. The cannon is in her blood. It, it, it's coming for them. It's, it, I, it's, it's coming for them. But I, I, also, I, I hope so badly that she plays just like her dad. That would be so oh, awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. That's, that's exactly what I want. But ultimately, I think overall, this is a great tournament for Germany. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. They, they overperformed massively, I think. And I mean, let's be honest. Germany is a team that in the past, I'd be like, yeah, Canada has them. Uh, now, I, I'm not sure. I think I think Heinen. Like let's let's give some credit to Heinen here. I think he did a great job coming in on this team. I think it's the the perfect situation for him. You know, a brick and mortar situation that he can really help build things up. And yeah, Germany. This that's why this is the only game I wanted to talk about. Nothing else is really relevant here. Um, yeah, Italy. Whatever. That that's going to be interesting when we see them actually play later on in the year. Yeah, I mean, you, you really got to remember this entire VNL. Italy played the B team the entire time, still made the playoffs, and Serbia um, didn't have Boscovic until week three and barely missed the playoffs. And, and those two teams are very much going to be a factor in Eurovolley Olympic qualifiers and all next year, obviously. So before I move on, Everett, I do have to give you credit because I'm, I'm looking at our, our picks from last week. Our picks. I, you, you smoked me. <laughs> not only, you. not only did you correctly pick Turkey to win the tournament, but your even your set score picks were uh, largely correct. You picked Poland three one over Germany. You picked USA three one over Japan. You picked Turkey three zero over Italy. Uh, you picked Turkey three one in the final. So, uh, congratulations to you. You clearly won the prediction contest. I was pretty happy after the the first after the first quarterfinals. Uh, I was like watching them at work. Um, shout out to my friend Dalma from work. I was at, at work bartending, and I walked into the back, and one of our cooks is sitting on one of our back benches, just watching VNL. And I was like, "Was that VNL?" Turns out she's a Turkish girl, so we just started started getting, getting into it. But yeah, and I messaged you, and I was like, "Oh, what, my, what was my, the, what was the first thing that you two talked about?" Oh, like, how bad like, Korea is! That's that's <laughs> the first that's the first thing. Like within within five minutes, we started talking about how bad Korea is. And that just shows <laughs> you that 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 we need some even casual fans on the street know how bad Korea is. Let's figure this out, volleyball world. Get them. Get rid. They they can't be if if Korea if Korea is a core team next year. I'm boycotting Vienna. Oh well, we'll we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll I don't know if I want to say that, <laughs> but. But yeah, like they, I was feeling pretty confident after, after night one, but then I kind of looked at my, I, I second guess myself we were messaging about it, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy about it. I also picked Turkey to win last year. So this is redemption from last year. 
it's redemption for last year in in many many ways uh so one other thing that we can tell the people that we're going to do is i think what what are are we going to do this tomorrow we're going to do a video called vnl report cards where Mm -hmm. we're going to go through all 16 teams and give them a letter grade on how we thought that their tournament went so uh we're we're probably going to do that video tomorrow we're probably going to do it live so uh be on the lookout for that for women's then we'll do it next week for men's i think that'll be fun um you already know what grade korea is getting you already know we're we're each giving grades like rob's going to give grades and I'm going to give grades. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about that. It'll, it'll be fun. I'm going to spend the rest of my day uh, working on that. Yeah, that will be fun. All right. So I think uh, anything else about women's VNL? Is there anything else you want to talk about about women's VNL before we move on? I think uh, congrats to Turkey and that it was a great tournament. It was a really, really fun final. Oh, bye, Everett. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Everett just dropped off. Oh, hey, buddy. Welcome back. I accidentally something on my on my camera and uh, it, it made me leave so i apologize great job um, uh, anything else about women's vnl you want to talk about no it was a great tournament and uh, i'm excited to talk we're, we're going to talk about it for tomorrow so yeah it's true we will we will be back in that video tomorrow so uh fortunately for you all vnl is not quite over yet we've got the men's vnl coming up but before we talk about men's vnl there are a couple of very important things we have to go over the first ever tell the people about that volleyball.store Absolutely. Make sure you guys go check out that volleyball.store. It's the home for all of our official merch. We got the spicy volleyball gear that we're both wearing today. Look at that matchy matchy. Got the nine by nine squared series and all the other fun stuff. So if you use code spicy, you're going to get 15% off that volleyball.store. So make sure uh, you head over there and check it out. And that's a fun way to support us. Uh, also, let's just give us a, give, it, uh, give a big shout out to all those who have liked video already and let's you know we've got like 200 plus of you watching right now uh and only 47 likes we've had like f- over 700 people tune in only 47 likes let's let's get that up a little bit yeah, we had we had we had four thousand viewers on last monday's show uh we're 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 starting to do some numbers over here which is cool to see so thank you all for joining us definitely give the video a thumbs up you better be subscribed to volleyball source otherwise i will find you and yeah. uh the last thing you have to do is join the volleyball source discord it's the best online volleyball community in the world that's been popping off for vnl finals obviously it will do so for men's this week so give that a join and also it's time for everybody's favorite part of the volleyball source universe we 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 need we need like like a like a, a price is right style like theme music when we announce it's like where's daddy <laughs> if anybody wants to make us a theme song for where's daddy uh, please get in touch with us but it's time for everyone's favorite segment because uh somewhere in this video daddy stankovic is hidden um maybe he's already shown up maybe he'll show up when we talk about men's the second part of the show but um if you find daddy stankovic you need to comment the timestamp of where he is uh, in the main youtube comments after the video is over after the stream is over so don't put him in the chat uh put him in the main video uh, comments after the stream is over, when you find Daddy Stankovic, some people ask, why, why are we so obsessed with Daddy Stankovic? And what I always tell those people is, like, just look at him. Just, just look, look at, him. at him. God, he's beautiful. Uh, and so, let's, be, let's be honest. If we were to objectify a, a female player in this way, we would, be, we would be in a much more trouble. So we decided to go with a men's <laughs> player because uh, it... It, it, it's it's way it's, it's it's way easier that way that is a great point but uh, we love daddy stankovic very much um last week we were talking about the end of men's vnl we were talking about the five set banger that was argentina versus the united states and you can see there on the left there's daddy stankovic celebrating with his argentinian team 
Daddy Stankovic has played for a lot of teams this VNL. He has. He's he's really made his he's really made his rounds. You know, he sure has. Sleeping around that daddy. Oh, daddy. Uh, well, um, it would be it would be a treat for for anybody to be teammates with Daddy Stankovic. So he'll continue to make his rounds. He was playing for Argentina last week. That's where he was. Our friend Kenny McGraw was the first one in the, in the comments to find Daddy Stankovic. Kenny, um, is that your first one? I think that's Kenny's first one. He he's he's all he's always close. He's always one he's, of the first. He's always comment. in the hunt, but I yeah. this, I think this is the first time he got it. Yeah. Congratulations, Kenny, uh, for finding Daddy Stankovic. I I also really like the 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 way that people like the 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 funny comments that people leave as they find Daddy Stankovic. Like people were saying, Daddy, a huge part of the six set win from Argentina at twenty three <laughs> because they. <laughs> 43-41, they basically paid, played six sets. Um, Devin from the Volleyball Coverage Channel says, the day Daddy and Losair met for the first time. Like a <laughs> stupid Titans Volleyball YouTube title. So, <laughs> fantastic. We, we, we love you guys. Keep commenting um, fun stuff when you find Daddy Stankovic. So, uh, maybe Daddy's already shown up in this episode. Maybe he will show up in the next few minutes. But find him and comment him on the, the main YouTube comments after the stream is over. Yeah, absolutely. I love I'm, this I'm segment so much. Now Daddy Stankovic is going to be switch, switching to the women's side. So that's awesome. That's right. Uh, and uh, I think ever, now it is time. It is time. It is time. It is men's VNL finals week. We are heading to Gdansk, Poland, starting oh, we on are. Wednesday. We are not. Yeah, you and I are not heading there. You and I will be sitting here uh, in probably these exact chairs watching the games like everybody else. But uh, the teams... The final eight teams are heading to Gdansk, Poland. They're probably already there for matches that start on Wednesday. Everett, I got to be honest, I love these time slots. Every love day, them. Wednesday, Thursday, uh, no matches Friday, then Saturday and Sunday. All the matches are at 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. Eastern. I really like those time slots. So the schedule, number one, USA versus number eight, France on Wednesday. Number four, Italy versus number five, Argentina on Wednesday. Number two, Japan versus number seven, Slovenia on Thursday. Number three, Poland versus number six, Brazil on Thursday. Friday off, semis on Saturday, medal matches on Sunday. This is going to be loaded. This might be even harder to pick than the women's finals were. Way harder. Way harder. Not only not only do I like the time slots for this, but these quarterfinals unbelievable like we just I, talked about how the women's quarterfinals weren't really that great to watch these are going to be insane <laughs> these are going to be insane i don't i honestly don't know how to pick a lot of them like i i, I really really don't like this is going to be such good volleyball i'm really excited for, for eight teams who really really truly belong to be here uh, and who have battled through through for it through throughout the vnl this is going to be awesome and i absolutely cannot wait um uh, I don't. I honestly don't know which game to pick. I think all of them could be good. I think honestly, Japan versus Slovenia might be a sneaky, sneaky good game. I think, I think it might that be might too. be a sneaky, sneaky good game. Italy versus Argentina is the game is the neutral game that I'm most excited about. I think that could be an absolute instant classic, especially with Argentina's love of playing five setters. Um, we don't know. We don't officially know the rosters yet because, of course, the teams are waiting until the last possible second to announce them. We do know Italy's, and it's the, it's the usual suspects, especially, uh, except without Simone Anzani, which I was a little surprised by. But we don't know Poland. We don't know France. 
And I'm terrified about this because just yesterday, Irvin Ingapet posted on Instagram a photo of him in a French national team uniform with a bunch of the hourglass emojis as the caption. So that is scaring me tremendously that Irvin might suit up for the finals. We don't know that, but it's possible. And that is terrifying. I also don't exactly know who the USA roster is. I think we might be bringing two liberos and only two opposites. I don't know who the second opposite is. I don't know who the second setter is. I don't know who the fourth outside is. So uh, we'll get those rosters in the next day or two. We'll talk about them in the Discord. But uh, Everett, I think uh, without further ado, I think we I think we got to make our picks. Then we got to put our picks on the record here. I'll write them down again. And we can we can revisit them on next week's show. Um, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, you can go first. You can go first because, okay. or do you want to? Do we want to just instead of doing all of them, let's just do it game by game. Oh yeah, let's do it. So I've let's, got let's, let's, yeah, I've got the United States three to one over France. Obviously, obviously, I'm going to pick the USA. I'm not going to not pick the USA. If if uh, if both of my teams fail to medal after having great preliminary rounds, I'm going to lose it. So uh, I, I will pick the USA three to one over France. It is a terrifying one eight game. It is the most difficult eight seed we possibly could have drawn. Um, we will see if Inga Pet plays, but I really like the way the United States is playing. I, we we dusted France three to zero a week ago in Anaheim. I like the matchup. I like the way we're playing. I like our serving a lot. I like our block defense. Um, I don't love France's offense for most of this VNL. Even with Ingapet back, I still am not totally in love with their offense. And uh, I think that we will be able to get that one done. So I'm going to pick the USA in four. Okay. I'm going to pick the USA in five. Okay. I think I think France is just going to have a little bit more to bring to the table here. I think they're going to push them a little bit. I, I think it, it it might come down to a bit of spiciness, but ultimately, I do think the USA is is going to pull through on this one. Okay, how about Italy versus Argentina? I, I mentioned like just earlier. I think this might go five. I'm going to pick Argentina in five over the reigning world champions. Oh, I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to pick Italy in five. Like nice. This is this is an Italian team that knows how to win. They know how to get it down, done in gut check time. And if anyone knows how to play against DiCecco, it's Italian guys. True. I think right. most important player in that match by far, Yuri Romano. If he can be good, I think that that's that's what Italy needs. I'm which right. Romano are we going to get? Which, which Romano? Romano are we... Which Romano are we going to get? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I really like that take. I really do. All right, Japan versus Slovenia. I've got Japan in four. I've got Japan three to one. I think that uh, a, a week or so off is going to do wonders for Japan. I think that team is it has been running to the ground this tournament a little bit, having to play their starters pretty much every game. H- however, kind of the same goes for Slovenia. And um, I, I, I'm, I just have a lot of faith in Japan's defense. I, I think I have a lot of faith in Japan's first contact. I think they're going to get that one done in four. See, this is one that's a little bit tougher. My head says Japan, right? Everything on paper, the way that they've been playing, the way I think that that first contact on the serving side is going to be massive here for Japan because of how offensive of a game Slovenia says. But for some reason, for some reason, my gut is saying Slovenia, right? Like I'm getting like Slovenia three one in the back of my head, okay. and I don't know I don't know if that's my angel or my devil talking. You know, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying here? Like, is that's that's my that's my question mark. But I think I'm gonna let my head prevail this time, and I'm also gonna go Japan. Actually, no, I'm gonna go Japan three two. Japan has been a team that has gone to five 
quite a bit. Uh, and right now I'm three for three picking these quarterfinals going to five. Uh, but I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go Japan three to two. Okay, that would be electric if all these went to five. Yeah, somebody in the chat says, don't worry, Alessandro Bovalenta is coming. This kid just absolutely lit up the U21 World Championship for Italy this past week. So that would be, uh, if he were to take Yuri Romano's spot in the next couple of years, I certainly wouldn't be mad about it. Um, or what about uh, Mr. Uh, Camille Richlicky? Oh, I forgot about Mr. Tricycle himself. That's another conversation. Um, last but not least, Poland versus Brazil. Brazil will have Yoandi Leal. It's very important to remember this. And Poland Ooh. Poland playing at home. We still have no idea what 14 players they're going to bring. All the pressure is on Poland. We know what sometimes happens to Poland in these situations. Sometimes. But I'm going to pick exactly like the last year's World Championship semifinal. I'm going to pick Poland in five. Poland over Brazil, three to two. I'm, I'm going to stay away from the three to two with this one. I'm picking Poland three to one. All right. It's not, it's not the choke level see what i really should have picked is slovenia to be japan because if slovenia and poland were going to match up then you knew you absolutely knew that poland was going to choke and slovenia was going to win it's it, it was already written it's, it's, if if slovenia beats japan it's already written they're going to the finals they don't even yeah. need to play the game because poland will choke <laughs> yeah slovenia absolutely owns poland for some reason yeah uh, but this this is VNL, not Eurovol. You got to remember that too. True, true. That's that's must be about something about those breakfasts at at Eurovol. You know, <laughs> too much sausage or something. All right, moving on to the semifinals. So my semifinals are USA Argentina and Japan Poland. Your semifinals are USA Italy and Japan Poland. Um, I'm going with USA over Argentina in five. Again, Argentina loves five setters. They just beat us in a five-setter a week or so ago. I don't think they can do that to us again. I've got the USA in five to go to the final. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to say about Turkey versus USA earlier on the women's side, that it's, and we've said it a few times, it's hard to beat a, the same team twice in one tournament. Yep. Um, I, I fully agree. I'm going to go actually USA 3-1 here. Uh, I, think, I think they're going to take care of business. Uh, against, over, against Argentina, over Italy. Oh no! Wait, in oh your shoot! Case. Shoot! 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 I forgot. I picked Italy. Yeah, you picked Dang. Italy. Dang. Mm. You know what? I'm still going USA three one. Okay. I'm I'm still going. I'm still going USA three one. Uh, because traditionally we saw last year, you Italy does not do well in uh the in Vienna, and we saw them get stomped by France in the semifinals last year. So I'm expecting a little stomped. bit. Stomped. I guess a little bit more by the, it was a stomping, you know, it was, like, yeah, it was, it was, it was a point. waffle stomp. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, you know, you know, I'm scared right now of uh, how confident we both are in the USA, but uh, I am confident in the USA. So we're going to roll with it. All right. Next up is the meme game of the year. The uh, Poland versus Japan for a chance to guarantee themselves a medal. Honestly, I wish I could pick against both of these teams because it would be funny. It would be really, really funny if Japan lost to Poland and, and Japan failed to medal. It would be even funnier if Poland if Japan, lost to Japan at home. Even better. Absolutely. Oh, God, that would be hilarious. But I think Poland three dongs them. I, I don't. I, I think Poland three dongs them. I'm picking Poland 3-0. Yeah, I think that I really... Part of me really wants Japan to beat Poland. It would be but hilarious. The other part, of, the other part of me doesn't want to because you know that that that's all volleyball world is going to be posting on their socials for months, and you know yeah. that power of volleyball. I don't, and I don't volleyball. think I can listen to the weebs. I just don't think I can handle it. If Japan oh, medals, I just don't think I can handle it. 
uh, it's I'm so torn because I want Japan's rich volleyball history to have some success and I just want to shut up the weeps you know like it's 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 really half and half that's that's that, that that truly was it is and i think it would be hilarious if poland finished fourth like the 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 hosting vnl curse if that were to continue but uh and i think it would be funny if those fans got pissed off at me again for calling them chokers um which they are but uh i am gonna pick poland three zero so how about you what do you think yeah mm, i'm gonna pick poland three one okay yeah, I'm I'm going to pick Poland 3-1. I think that Nishida not sorry, not Nishida. Ishikawa and the boys will figure out a way to get at least one set, probably the first set, if any. See that? Yeah, I, I see them like like just like Nishida could just ripping aces. He's going after Leon. Bam 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 bam. They create a gap. Poland starts figuring things out. They close it out. Um they like close the gap and then Japan wins like 25 23 or 26 24 or something and then it's just all Poland the rest of the time I, I could see uh Gerbich making the wrong choice at outside hitters in the first set and then losing to Japan and then fixing that in the second set and winning the rest of the match like I don't know exactly what like who those players are what's right and what's wrong he's but... not going to start Slivka and I think you need Slivka to beat this team I think Slivka is the perfect I think Slivka and Leon is a, is a great pair to, to play against Japan yeah but uh, we'll see. So, okay, we've, we've both got Poland going to the final. So your bronze medal game is Italy versus Japan. My bronze medal game is Argentina versus Japan. And we both have USA versus Poland in the gold medal match. So let's start with bronze. Italy versus Japan for bronze. Who do you got? Japan 3-1. Oh. I think Japan's going to reach the podium. Uh, really? One. Yeah, because once again, Italy chokes at this event. And I just, I just, I just don't see it. I, I, I really don't. Yeah, um, VNL doesn't matter enough for Yuri Romano to play well. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, and I, I think that Dijoji, much like Karch Karai, is not really focused on VNL as opposed to um, Euro Volley and Olympic qualifiers, right? I think that is the focus. They're the defending Euro champs or the defending world champs. VNL don't mean shit, bruh. It does. It doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. And a loss in the world rankings to Japan doesn't mean all that much. Whereas a win for Japan means a lot. If they yeah. can, if they get past Slovenia, I think they're winning a medal. That is a great take. That uh, the I think of all the teams who uh, a medal in this event would mean the most to them. It's Japan by far. And yeah. if and if they get to that spot, they're going to be the most made motivated for sure to to try and get over that hump. But um, so I've got Argentina versus Japan in my bronze medal match, and I'm again picking Argentina in five. Argentina just insists on going to five with people. I think they can beat Japan. I'm pretty sure they played. I think they lost to Japan in five in the preliminary round, if I remember right. Yes, they did. I have to scroll back for a little bit to find that one. Ran Ran had a, a mat, one of the matches of the tournament in that one. Oh, that's right. They, yeah, that was his yeah. efficiency was disgusting. That's right. Yeah, Japan fifteen twelve in the in the fifth in that one. I just yeah. just saw it. You're right. That was the Ron Takahashi game. Uh, I've got Argentina in five. Japan will fail to medal, and the Weebs will be crying. And I think that that would be delicious. Honestly, I see Japan losing to Argentina. If they were to play, yeah. If if they were if they were to play once again, it's tough to beat a team twice in one tournament. Italy beat uh, Japan, whereas Japan beat Argentina. So I think that's uh, it's it's wh- whoever wins it wins in that first round. All right, Rob, what is your prediction for El Final? 
Revenge. I have revenge playing against Poland in Poland from last year's World Championship. We lost to him twice. I thought that it was fraudulent that, that we even had to play them in the round of eight. And we uh, we had a terrible TJ DeFalco game and still took it to five. We got completely torn apart by their middles, still took it to five. The USA can do this, and we will. Three to one, the United States wins the tournament. Three to one. Okay. Three to one, the United States wins the tournament. You heard it here first. I think this is one of my toughest ones to because my gut isn't really giving me a reading. Um, but and I can I can make arguments for either side. Um, both teams are a little starved for some hardware. Indeed, both teams, but both teams are coming at it from a different direction too. You know, this USA team is this USA team. Like, there's no picking or choosing who's on the roster, and if it is, it's 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 minutia. Right. It's it's smaller guys, whereas Poland is there's there's so many questions in there and there's there's so much turnover. And whereas USA has, has been the same team for a long time. We also don't know for the record. We don't know how uh, how close to healthy Bartosz Kurek is. I think that is a bit of a wild card. True. But like if you lose Kurek and you still have Kazmarek. Right, Close if you enough. lose if you lose Matt Anderson for Team USA, that's a big that's a big <laughs> loss. That's a massive loss unless Kyle Russell comes to the comes to the uh, comes to the, the the savior comes to save the day comes Doesn't, to the rescue comes to the rescue. There we go. That's what that's what I was looking for. But for some reason, he's like fourth on Spiraz's depth chart. Um, I think Poland is going to pull through in this one. Poland at home. I know it's tough for me to say because you know I love your team USA. You know I love those guys. Um, if the finals were in Katowice, Italy would win for sure. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Poland three one. I, I I think that this is 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 going to be their time, and they're going to start turning it on. If not, there's going to be some serious alarm bells being rung uh, over there. I. Uh... I just can't, but obviously I, I, I'm going to pick the United States. If, but you're, I, if you don't pick the United States, I'll be mad. Of course I'm going to pick the yeah. United States. We're, we're the one seed for a reason. Uh, we've been saying that we have that we have the U.S. has been playing the best volleyball in the world this tournament so far. But I just have so I, I have maybe I have a lot of faith in the U.S., but you know what? I have even more faith in Poland's Poland ability choking. to blow it. Poland will blow it, and I can't wait to hear the fans complain about it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, hey, I mean, there's a lot to a lot to look at here, but I think as 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 deep as the women's side is, there's way more intrigue for me on the men's side. Yeah. Yeah, way like more intrigue. Any of these teams legitimately could medal. Like 100%. seriously, like 100%. even even Slovenia if they, if oh, they absolutely. get if they um I I definitely don't see Slovenia going to the final, but sure I could see Slovenia winning bronze if they were to get there. Oh, I see Slovenia. Hey, you get past Japan, and then it's a you're good to go. You're playing then, Poland. Then you get Poland, Poland, who you love beating. Yeah. Who you love beating. It's been a decade of of Slovenia beating Poland at, at Euros. Like I think I've beat like literally like they've legitimately beat them like four times. Yeah, Euros. it's been pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's uh it, it it is pretty much Poland is the same as situation as U, USA women, a revolving door of players. Yes and no. I don't agree with that to the same extent. Yeah, um, I mean, we, we know a lot more about Poland's starting lineup. We know who their setter is. We know who they're. We know that it's correct on the right when he's healthy. We know that it's 
Well, I mean, do we know the middles? Uh, Kochanowski, Biniak, and Huber are all good options. We but see, I, the thing we don't know is the outside hitter position. But I think that I think the difference between Poland on the men's side and USA on the women's side is that on USA on the men, women's side, you're dealing with a bunch of like good talent. You know, none of those players are like world class out, outsides when it comes to the club game. Right. None of those players are playing professionally or in the Champions League on a regular basis and being the number one option. Poland, every one of them, every single one of them, (laughs) absolutely every single one of them. Like either you go for Zaxa or you go for JW uh, or Perugia or or Perugia, like, you know, one like every guy out there. And then, you know, you insert Alistair Schauspuk, who I think deserves to get a chance, but won't get a chance uh, there. But yeah, you've legitimately got like. You know, it's like a Lego bucket. You're just going to pick your hand and pick one out, and you're going to hope the piece is right because they're all great. Yeah, so curious to see what Gerbich does with that one. Um, yeah, so those are our picks. We'll revisit those on next week's show. Uh, men's VNL Finals get started on Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern. USA versus France kicks it off. I, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm so, so excited for this. I really like the time slots for us North Americans. Oh. Especially yeah. as a, like it, like it's for sucked. you, especially. Yeah. Oh yeah. It sucked because I was at work. Like I had to watch all of these games on replays, which isn't the same because you don't get the, the discord banter. You don't oh, the get discord's the, the best. You don't get the tension of it. You can't even follow the live stats because those stats are all done. So it's just like, it's just not the same watching experience when I'm watching them afterwards. Uh, so yeah, I'm stoked that we're going to get kicked off tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Mm, love it. Let's go. Yeah, that's Wednesday morning, not tomorrow, because tomorrow we Shit, will. It's not Tuesday. No, it, today is it's Monday. Monday. It's beautiful, and which is great because tomorrow we'll we'll put we'll do that women's report card video, which I think is going to yes. be really fun. It 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 will be fun as we uh, give Korea an F minus F fail F. Don't pass go. Don't collect two hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert for that one. Um, oh. One other thing, congratulations to Iran on winning the U twenty one men's world championship. Uh, Italy silver, Bulgaria bronze with Alex Nikolov. Yeah, that Bovalenta kid for Italy apparently is amazing. I didn't watch a second of this. I, I don't really care about the U twenty one level. Uh, we'll see if Iran can transfer that success to the senior level, which uh, recently they have not really been able to do. Um, if anybody else has any takes about the U twenty one World Championship, put them in the chat. But I didn't really watch any of it, so. Um, I mean, it's probably a good thing that you didn't watch any of it because your team USA was terrible, was absolutely Bad. brutal. They finished 13th. They did finally manage to beat Mexico, which they hadn't been able to do earlier on in uh, in the tournament, um, losing teams like Egypt and the Czech Republic um, and and the, the likes of them. Um, I mean, Canada on our Canadian side, what did we finish? I think we finished 10th. No, we finished 11th. Better than we beat India three times, which my biggest. Why did you, why did you even have to play them three times? That's crazy. Because of the stupid ass way that the FIVB does tournaments, they do pool and then repool, but you repool with the same team from your first pool. So it's stupid. That it's is stupid. Stupid. Why are we doing this? Why do we just like? We, it's it's just like we have a divider down the tournament. Be like these teams are going to play these teams, and these play teams are going to play these teams. Like also the fact that Thailand made it to the friggin' top eight because they had to play Bahrain in uh, in pool play, who were the hosts, by the way, is an absolute joke. Um, but when you look at this, Iran winning that tournament, it's not the first time they win this tournament. It it, it perfectly explains why I think Iran is going to be a team that is going to continue to be good, right? 
Uh, another team that I'm looking at struggling, Brazil. Brazil. Getting Brazil. Three donged, getting three donged by Argentina out here. Of you know? all teams. Like, out of all teams getting three donged by Argentina. That's that's a tough one. Argentina ended up losing to uh, Alex Nikolov and Bulgaria in that bronze medal match. Um, Poland beat Brazil for fifth. Uh, Belgium beat for seventh. Uh, Egypt beat uh, the Czech Republic, or sorry, Czechia uh, for ninth. Canada beat India for 11th. USA beat Mexico for uh, 13th. And then Bahrain beat Tunisia for 15th. Great. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't really care about the U21 level, but it did happen. I felt like it was at least worth talking about. Um so, boys and girls, we'll see you tomorrow for our okay. women's VNL report card show. And then we'll see you next Monday for another episode of the 9 by 9 where we will react to the men's VNL finals. Uh, congratulations again to Turkey on winning the women's VNL. Uh, don't forget about that volleyball.store. Don't forget about where's daddy. Make sure you comment where Daddy Stankovic was uh, because he has appeared. Not going to tell you where, but he has officially appeared in this show. So find him. Uh, comment the timestamp as soon as we're done here and uh, stay tuned. We'll, we'll figure out a time slot for our report card video. You want to do the same time? I do 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, tomorrow this ever? 11 a.m. This 11 a.m. Time slot is kind of perfect. People seem to really it, like it. Yeah. People seem to really like it. It touches Asia, Europe and North America and it gets all three. So that's, that's absolutely fantastic. Uh, love that. Also, I'm inclined to tell no people to not like this video anymore because we're at 69 and I'm a oh, child. Dude, awesome, um, nice. But <laughs> who was it? Was it Gronk who one time like refused to hit a free throw in a in a ba- high school basketball game because the score was at 69 and he, <laughs> he didn't want to pass it? Awesome. Uh, but no, definitely we're, like this video. <laughs> We we are we we are children. That's that that is that is for sure. But yeah, definitely like this video. Um and yeah, thanks thanks for tuning in. Make sure to tune in tomorrow and be a part of what should be a pretty fun video. Totally. Thanks, people. I uh, will see you see you very soon. We'll see you in the Discord. Peace.